Warsteiner, Redman, Steak, Medium Rare. podcast we are back at it i am your host old head ed uh thank you for tuning in yet another week once again we have a guest um special guest uh uh <laughs> it's 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 tough to start because i know your shouts to wdh radio um there's a lot there's a lot that's covered when it comes to to my guest this week on the WDDH radio episode that he took part in. So I, a lot of times I find myself in that situation where I do recommend to the listener uh, to go back and listen to that because yeah. it's always like a, it's like a supplement to this, this podcast. I, uh, uh, I mean, granted, we're going to get into um, his musical journey, um, how, he felt, how he found himself becoming an MC, and, and uh, some of the stories of being an MC and, and participating in the culture. Um, I mean, I guess at this point I should introduce my guest. It's none other than beliefs. Belief. Belief. <laughs> I, I made a plural. I, I, there's multiple. There's two of us. There's two of me. We <laughs> haven't drank that much yet. <laughs> no, right, and I've already got double vision. <laughs> it's belief. Yeah. Belief system. Yeah. What's good, my man? Yo, chill it, man. Chill it, chill it. Uh, belief system's the, the volume one, the first CD that came out with. Okay. Um, the... Just chilling, man. You know, making music, chilling with my boy Mowgli, chilling with Joey, uh, Art. Shout out to Art Marrero. Yes, yes, and man. Bruce Beeson, he's alumni. My, my my homeboy, Big G. Okay, yeah. Shout out to Big G. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I want to get to that eventually, but like, let's start off where you know your introduction to hip hop, your influence. Um, Fellow Knicks fan, I didn't, I forgot to mention that. Fellow Knicks fan, we Damn might, right. we might touch on that. We might not. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But um, yeah, early, um, early on, your introduction to hip hop. What was that like? Um, my cousins, my family. Um, you know, predominantly I come from up north. You know, what I'm saying New York area, and I remember that my my cousins would bump heavy, like. Uh, just all kinds of hip hop, like from the early '90s and and. And they put me on, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, my cousins were, like, the shit to me. Like, I would look yeah. to them, yeah, yeah. and I, they were, like, my big brothers. I wanted to be, like, everything about them, you know? So everything they did, I would mimic. And I just fell in love with the whole culture of it, you know, by following their footsteps. And Yeah, yeah. Were any of them, I mean, besides listening to music, were any of them involved in, the, in music or maybe uh, one of the aspects of the culture? Um, not necessarily. No, nah. they were just fans of yeah, the music. Yeah, they were just fans of the music and, okay. you know, live the street life and shit. So, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So at what point did you decide, all right, I'm going to go from just being, you know, from being part of the listenership um, to actually giving it a shot, writing something down? Well, I, I remember the first time I wrote something down. Okay. Like, I try to break this down to a lot of people. I try to tell a lot of other artists that art in itself is a coping mechanism. You know what I'm saying? It's something to reflect on, something to 
to you know take your 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 inner thoughts or just something that's inside of you that you have to put it out there in the Makes world sense. or whatnot. So when my parents like separated when I was about eight years old, I was bumping a lot of hip hop and all that stuff like in headphones and shit yeah. like that. And you know, to me, not to to really deal with that what that shit was going on. Mm -hmm. It was, I was escape. Like, it was, yeah, I was, was like escape. fuck it. So I just started rhyming some words and and. You know, just it started from there, you know, but I never recorded anything or shit like that back then. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But that was the first time you got like something compelled you to to sit down and put words on paper or come up with. Yeah. Something. It was something to get away. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was something to cope with. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. So, yeah. It's funny how um, a lot of times um, the other the other avenue that brings a lot of people to hip hop, whether it be, you know, graffiti, uh, emceeing, you know, uh, DJing, breakdancing. Is the also wanting to be part of something? Yeah. The acceptance. So that's typically. I, I mean, it's a great point that you bring up that it's like a coping. It's a way to to let off the thoughts that you have in you know or the feelings you have, the emotions. Um, and that's one road. And I think the other road is that is just like being part of like acceptance. Like, oh, okay, I want to I want to fit in somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's it's like just just like you said, like to to. Fit in somewhere, but I, that also is like a coping mechanism in itself. Because if you're trying to fit somewhere, it's because you feel like you left out of somewhere. Yeah, you get what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So in in order to get there, you have to, you know, create. And I don't know. It's it's it gets really deep if you really yeah. Look, no, you know what I'm saying. I'm not trying to get all philosophy, you know, <laughs> or like a. No, but it does. It does. It could it could get extensive. Like if you actually start to break down all the different. You know the, the the thoughts that run through a head as, as, as someone's head as far as getting involved. I mean, I, overall, it's it's a great feeling to know. I've always thought it was a great feeling to know that there's something like this that exists that brings people into it. Yeah. Um, especially people who come from places that they don't have much or don't have the opportunity to get their you know get involved with you know certain arts or you know um, or athletic programs or whatnot. Yeah. You know, a lot of times in the city, you don't have the opportunity or the financial means to get involved in, in whatever sports. And this was something where, you know, unless you were trying to be a DJ and you had to buy turntables, yeah. you know, for the most part, you could get, you could grab, you could gravitate towards any of the elements and, you know, give it a try. Yeah, but just to get the DJ equipment is fucking expensive. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's besides the DJ equipment, I mean, you if you wanted to, you could try breakdancing. It isn't going to cost you anything. You know? Which I did. I tried breakdancing oh, yeah? too. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. What, what was, that? was that the first thing or? No, no. The, um, the first thing was the writing. I, the first thing was the writing. I always okay. was a writer. Yeah. Um, and um, I, you know, I tried to dabble into graffiti, but I, I mean, I just wasn't, it, the passion wasn't there for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um. During like I guess my middle school years or like the early middle school years, I really got heavy into breakdancing. Okay. And um that's how I met like I, I met a lot of um a lot of local Miami um breakdancing legends. And, yeah. You know, that later became breakdance legends okay. and shit like that. But and um yeah, I was part of like a crew called X Men, um which was a branch from L uh, like a LA uh, LA breakdancing crew that okay. came down here. Um, with my boy Skid, um, man, there was a bunch. There was a bunch yeah, of yeah. We ended up. He introduced me to Rudy Goblin. Okay, who, which is a little who rats. Is, yeah, who little rats and also from Flipside Kings. And, okay, and, and um, yeah, it it was a fun time back then. But yeah. the thing is, is like at one point for me, the way I saw it, you know, 
being a young, money-hungry kid, too, I was just like, yo, how the fuck is this shit going to make me money? So I was like, no, you know what? I got to I gotta do something else. You know what I mean? Gotcha. But, um, but still, I love that. I love breakdancing break in general. Yeah. You know, or all the elements. It's an Olympic sport now, man. It's, yeah, it's that wild. shit's crazy. But I always wild. thought it should have been. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, the way that different countries represent and do their things at some of these, like, competitions, like the Red Bull, the BC1... You know the fact that that influence is out there, and the, yeah. I mean, it, it's not it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like <laughs> it takes the, a level of the athleticism. The, the moves, the power moves, and shit that them niggas do now is just mm -hmm. ridiculous. I look yeah. at that shit. I'm like, bro, I would have never <laughs> been able to do any of that shit. I'm like, I I was like happy with my halos and my and my windmills and my <laughs> headmills, but I was like, what the fuck is that move right there? When I see these videos, yeah, <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. Push, pushing the limits, the body's limits, man. Yeah, and, man, it's just, it's amazing, you know. And I'm, it's just beautiful to to watch, you know. Like no, I, I think sure. I mentioned it in the W, um, in Orion's um shit podcast, about yeah. podcast. How I remember watching a, a a tournament where it was like a global tournament, b boy tournament, and okay. you just saw they had different countries representing breakers re representing different countries. Yeah. And I was like, bro, that was like the most beautiful moment in hip hop mm. that I ever saw. Mm. Great. Yeah, again, man, the outreach that hip-hop possesses, that's, that's crazy. Uh, so, uh, eighth grade, you said you wrote something down. Um, at what point did you decide, how far along down the line did you decide, um, or did you come across the opportunity to, to record this stuff? Like, um, In eighth grade, well, actually, the first time I wrote a rhyme was eight years old. Okay. Yeah, I was writing. Oh, so eight, so that man, so you were five, kinder, so you were in third grade. Roughly. Yeah, yeah, I was writing, I was okay. writing little stupid rhymes and shit okay. like that. But um, around when I first started recording, I would say the first time I ever recorded anything was on a little tape recorder that I had in, um, that I just bought. It was like a stupid little tape recorder, mm -hmm. and it was mm -hmm. like. I played a beat in the background, and then I, I just rapped on over the beat. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. While I was recording, got gotcha. you. Know, horrible ass fucking quality, <laughs> but um, I loved it, and I was bumping that shit forever. You know, yeah. like for yeah. showing people, and people were just looking at me like I'm crazy. Bro. I was just <laughs> like, yo, it was just something. You know, you when you you work with whatever you have. You yeah, know what I mean? indeed. But that indeed. was I think that was around eighth, no ninth grade. Ninth grade, okay. That was in ninth grade, and then um, eventually like around tenth. Great, I got introduced to a uh, Haitian dude named Patrick D. Um, he had a label called Cabo. Uh, no, yeah, Caution. First it was Caution Records, then he changed it to Cabo or whatnot. And, okay. But he would, he would, he would, he had like his little MPC and then little studio. So I hmm. recorded a few tracks with them. That was the first time I ever recorded, like yeah. on like studio kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. And um, then that shit kind of fell apart. But okay. then uh, eventually I got introduced to Big Dreamers, which was located in Hialeah. Wow, okay. Um, they had an artist named Mind Theory, and uh, the, there was a producer named Maximo, the Gus. Uh, they had DJ Minor that was, that was part of their label. Mm. Um, Sucre, another, another artist that was there. And, you know, we made a lot of music over there, okay. you know, for a while. And then, um, you know, that kind of fell apart, so... Ended up going to his fuse, and then from there, shit started. The ball started rolling, and gotcha. that you know that was like years span of yeah going back and forth within studios. But okay, and this is all happening while you were living in Kendall. 
No, you see, this is the thing. Let me clear something up real quick. Please do. This is what the podcast is Yeah, yeah, I got to clear something (laughs) up because some people come up to me and it's just like, ah, man, they they listen to my old shit and they're like, ah, man, but you wasn't repping Kendall from before. And I'm like, look, yes, that is correct. I lived in Color Ridge most of my life, right? Mm -hmm. However, my family, I had family that lived in Kendall. My, My grandmother lived in Kendall. Okay. So... You know, not to rope up any of family members. They used to use that address to put to put me in those schools. Got you. So yeah. I, I went to, to school. With the district. Yeah. Make sure, okay. So I went to those schools. My whole like my whole school career, I would be going to Kendall schools, but I lived in Color Ridge. Gotcha. So I represent Color Ridge, but I also represented Kendall. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. That, just to clear that up, because I I I see people doing little side comments and yeah, shit okay. like that. So. so there is beliefs. There's two beliefs. The one, there's, the one that resides one in, yeah, there you go. The one resides in Color Ridge and the one that goes to school yeah. in Kendall. <laughs> Word. Okay. So uh, let's talk uh, let's talk Dub P, the Wolfpack. Yeah. Uh, at what point do you come across Mowgli, um, everybody else involved? Alright, well Mowgli, Mowgli I went to school with in Sunset. Okay. Sunset High. I went to two schools. I went to Killian, and then I, I, I got kind of kicked out of Killian. I went to Sunset, and then ended up coming back to Killian. But um, during that time that I was in Sunset, I went to um, you I know, mean, I, I I bumped into Mowgli. I knew him, but it was like more of like, hey, what's up? You know, we'll, you. we'll smoke, we'll drink, or whatever, yeah. and then just kind of keep it moving. We wasn't like tight like that. We yeah. just like whatever. Um, but then um, I think maybe about. Give or take about a year or two after, after that, you know, we made, I made like this big party with my boy Ulisse called okay. the Gates and his boy, Mowgli's boy, Death Grip, um, mm, okay. I bumped into him over there and yes. it turned out that that dude lived in the same complex that I lived in. Okay. So one day he was like, yo, we got to go to my, let's rap, like, like, we got to go to my boy's house. He has like a bunch of rhyme books and shit. I was like, all right, cool, let's go. Yeah. So we're going, and there was Mowgli. So from that moment on, we was just like started working together, you know, doing songs here and there. Yeah. Uh, I had like a two track at the crib, and okay. he used to. You he used upgrade, to come you upgraded. I before. upgraded, yeah. I had a two, no, not two track, a four track. A four I had track. a four track yeah, at the yeah. crib, and he would come over, and I had a little bit of DJ equipment. We used to make some, you know, bootleg records there. Yeah, yeah. But it was. Pretty decent for what we had at the time. Okay. So. You mentioned the gates. The gates was that that was was that a spot in South Beach? No, no, actually there it was, was not. Nah, it was South, just okay. one big party that we threw. But it was okay. like it was a party in Kendall that 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 just turned out to be as crazier than we thought it was gonna be. Like really? it, it was really deed up, man. Like, <laughs> it was pretty crazy, yo. Yeah. Shout out to my nigga Ulisse, bro, because that shit was crazy. <laughs> we were young, man. We were just like I don't know, like 17, 18, and we threw this party, and then it was like limo. Like he, he had this, he had this, he had this thing in his mind where he was just like, "Yo, fuck it, I'm not gonna invite any niggas." That's what he said. He's like, "I ain't finding no dudes, dog. Yeah. I'm just going to the beach. And I'm gonna pass this out to all the females, all every female from every school. I'm gonna go to the schools and all that stuff." And that's what he did. Bro, that shit was deed up <laughs> with females, but like if the females are coming, the dudes you know show the up. Guys. No, <laughs> that shit was that that party was classic. Yo. Do we have a DJ at the party? Like this? Yeah, yeah. actually, I think EFX was DJing that party. Uh, if I not, if I'm not mistaken, DJ EFX. But that 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 was a uh, not EFX. Uh, FX. Sorry, uh, uh, Edgar. Yeah, he was uh he was out there DJing. I okay. I believe because okay. that was before he was you know who he is now. Yeah. But 
Yeah, but man, it, it was, it was definitely sound provided. It wasn't like you know, no, like no, no, no. Working the tape deck, like it was, it was okay. a dope party, yo. Trust me, trust <laughs> me, it was dope. No, I'm, I'm a kind of pissed that I was working, you know, pretty much working the door most of the time. But I was like, <laughs> so your involvement was limited in limited, the actual partying. <laughs> oh damn. Okay. Um, let's talk uh, belief system. Yeah. At what point did you start putting that together? All right. The belief system is a combination of the work that I did in Big Dreamers. Okay. And the work that I did at Night Future Studios. So there was only like three or four tracks. Or maybe three from the Big Dreamers catalog. Gotcha. And um, basically what was happening was in the Big Dreamers studio, we were recording, but their main focus was for Mind Theory, which is cool. You know, like I, I, I knew my role. I was like, all right, well, I'll be, I'm up next kind of shit. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So I would promote heavily my, that my dude on Mind Theory, who's an actor now, Anthony Bless, shout out. Okay. Um, so... Basically, all the stuff that I recorded was still stuck in the studio and it wasn't released. I couldn't, it's not like now we could just drop a song on SoundCloud yeah, or none of that. Yeah. They didn't want nothing out of the studio, which used to bother me a little bit, mm. you know? Mm. And uh, I bumped into Fuse, you know, I got introduced to Fuse for, through a friend and then Fuse, I started recording at Fuse's. So at one point I was just like, hey, you know what? We kind of parted ways with Big Dreamers. They they shot me all the stuff that I recorded. Oh shit, dope. Which I didn't think they were gonna do, Damn. but they, they shout out to them. You know, they they were like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's all love. They gave me the stuff, so I put it on the belief system, and yeah, that shit came out pretty dope, bro. Nice. That 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 was definitely a pivotal a pivotal project for me. Okay. You know what I'm saying. Okay. And, and I imagine it guarded. I know uh, Orion speaks highly of it. Um, yeah, you gotta check it out. You never heard it? No, I haven't, man. I was actually. I'll send you for, a link. I'll please send you do. A link. Please do. I'll send I was, you a link. Yeah. I was looking for it. I was like, man, I'd be interested to hear. Um, shit, you know what would be dope? I think we should go to a song. If you send me the link, we could pick a song. We could put it in right here and then come yeah, back. Yeah, I got you. And I come back. I got it most dope. of it on my phone right now. <laughs> shit, yo, y'all, y'all stay tuned. We're gonna get into a song. <laughs> Like I'm not there, we a perfect pair, me and her 
I love to be with her Sometimes I lay in the bed and pretend I sleep with her Can't get a peep from her It's like this bitch don't say a word unless she's chilling with these herbs These pussies get on my nerves every time they hear I don't like them so I make it clear I slam doors and watch the so-called tough guys running fear But she got a career, so she works a lot of hours So when she comes home, I play with her while she in the shower Turn off the lights at night when the moment is right And ride on the mirror with the steam, love at first sight you gotta believe me, dog. She a tease, really? fronting like she gonna kiss me and turns on the AC. You see, yeah. that's the way she always acts. They can't pay more attention to me. What kind of a roommate is that? Some dickhead strolls in, gives her a kiss, I was pissed I'm like, who the fuck is this? You wanna ignore me like I don't exist? Just like you always do, bitch I'm mad, so mad I just started to laugh Took the TV for a blast and lost a glass at the ass I guess he wanted to be a bigger man and save some face He grabbed her by the hand and said, let's get the fuck out this place Hi, bitch don't give a fuck, go ahead and leave And the way they slammed the door sparked an old memory Some nigga who had beef before had showed up to my door With a chrome 4-4 expecting to bring war See, I ain't no bitch, I went to go talk out this shit Next thing you know, this nigga empties out the clip I fell to the ground, I started looking around Hearing my heart pound until it started slowing down I ain't breathing now, and that's where he left me To come and think about it, my roommate never even met me Damn, I can't believe this shit She ain't never even met me tuned in y'all just listened to y'all just listened to roommate off the belief system um yeah man intense i know we was talking about it as we was listening to it um it's it's a lot it's it's kind of like uh my favorite type of movie that was six cents yeah yeah (laughs) so not only that it's the type of movie that even like even if it gives you the idea that something's not right at the beginning you still have to figure it out. It's not going to leave it out in the... It's not going to just let yeah, you yeah. know. Exactly. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, yo, something, writing something like that, like, what's the process? Um, with that particular song, the, the whole reasoning for me wanting to write that song in general was that I remember listening to the Nas's Rewind, mm. right? Where he spits the whole story backwards. Yep. And I was just like, to me, my form of writing I, I try not to I'm competing with the greatest in my mind you okay. know what I'm saying I'm like okay. I, I feel like if I need to write a song or, or a verse I want to be confident enough if like Eminem or Nas or or whoever Jay-Z comes in here I could I could show it to them and not feel like oh man they're not gonna like it you yeah, know what I'm saying gotcha. so gotcha. so when I heard that uh the rewind with the rewind I was like fuck I need one of those I need I need a song that that you you're gonna want to rewind it to, mm. to listen to, you mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, so basically, you know, I started writing that song. I wrote the first verse 
And then I, then it just started hitting me. I was like, okay, well, you know what? Let me do this. And then I did the little spin at the end. And yeah, man, it, it, it I love that song. That song that's, is like a special place in my heart. Man. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, solid. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that is an ill song. Thank you, bro. That is an ill song. Um, I mean, like I said, conceptually, and, and it makes sense. You, uh, the fact that you're, you're not, you're not, uh, you're using, you get inspiration from some of these great written songs, but you do it in your own way. Um, so that way that, like you said, if you ever come, you know, have the chance to, to have someone listen to it, that it can, it could be, uh, inspired by, but it's not a, it's not a copy of it. Yeah, exactly. It's not a copy of it. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, when did you record that? That one shit, bro. Like probably like fifteen, fifteen. Yo, a long time. It's ago. got yeah. long time ago. Yo. <laughs> okay. It's older than my son. I tell you that much. This song is in <laughs> high school now, apparently. Yeah. No, no, no. That, yeah, a little <laughs> bit after age. high school, but yeah, definitely it was the Night Fusion. The, a little bit, actually, you know, the Big Dreamers era. Okay. I just recorded it in Night, Night Fusion. Fusion. Gotcha. Yeah. Shit, dope, dope. Um, Kendall ninety five. Yeah. I think was the very first time that I heard you. On a song. Yeah, it's one of those. If you know, um, you know. Oh no, well, no, no, because because I take that back because Orion played your music on the episode. The um, I think the first time I heard something new from you was Kendall '95 with Moby and Art. Um, how'd you get pulled into that? Actually, that's that's really because of y'all, man. Like that episode that y'all were that that whole Kendall '95. Not Kendall '95. The Kendall versus Hialeah. Conversation happened. Okay, I was. Oh, no, I've been, yeah, I've been following y'all podcast and I listen to it every time I'm like doing shit. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So I heard that episode. Okay, and I was like, damn, I, I was. I ain't gonna lie, I felt the kind of way that Dub P wasn't mentioned on the Kendall side. You know what I'm saying? I did okay. feel kind of. I was like, you know, not not like. Yeah. Not negatively, but I was like, hey, hold up, man. Yeah. Let me sh- let, let, let us show these niggas where we from. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so. Mowgli, he shot me his. He sh- Mowgli would always shoot me beats and songs to jump on. So okay. I, sporadically, I'd be jumping on songs just whenever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, he shot me this beat and the Kendall '95 beat, and he told me, "Yo, just do whatever you want with it." And I had just finished that episode, like, mm. and I was just like, "Yo, you know what? I'm gonna just." It brought me back to a time. Back in the day, in Kendall, you know, I, you know, after school, doing all the crazy shit that we used to do, or gotcha. or whatever. So I was like, let me let me write about that. Okay. And you know, make a slight comparison of how things are now with the whole pandemic and all stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so I, would, I, I was like, let me just bring it to to show people how it used to be and yeah. how it was. So. It, it came out to be a really dope track. It know? was. Yeah. It was. Thank you. Serious, yo. A serious track. I was. I heard and I was like, yo, wait, this is Ill. this is ill. And I know Mowgli got on me on the episode that I, I the, actually the first episode of season two when uh, I had I had gotten into like um, my thoughts on his music or that I liked his music and I had a close homeboy of mine who had said, bro, he's like, you like this? Like I was always like, I was very one track minded when it came to hip hop. It like it had to sound like this. That boom bap. The moment yeah. Yeah, yeah. The moment it sounded commercial, the moment that they tried something too different. I, I really like, I, and I I was like that too. And then or even the the it I mean it took me a second. It took me a whole two albums for me to even like gravitate towards uh Outcast. Like that yeah. first Outcast album, I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I, was, I was listening to Lords of the Underground. 
All those with, yeah, I love So when AT Aliens drops, and that, it took me that album to learn that I'm like, oh, wait, no. Yeah, they yeah. might not talk like the, the people that I gravitate to, but they're definitely saying something. So that was the thing with like with Mowgli was, um, despite the fact that I, I, I'm, I'm, I, back then I wasn't normally like when I used to chill with my homeboy, like when we were really into music, we still are now, but when we were like really studying it, yeah. um, there was cast that was rhyming with that Southern twang or that, that kind of infliction. And it wasn't the stuff I gravitated to. So that's where he came out with, bro, but I'm surprised you liked him. And I was like, nah, but yeah, yeah it's different than what I'm used yeah. to. But what he's saying, like, you, you can't deny the no, lyrics. Mowgli knows how to intertwine all of it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I've noticed that a long time ago when we when I first met him and we first started rec recording together, I was like, yo, this, you know, I saw very, uh, so much talent in there that was just mm. ridiculous. Mm. And the thing is, for a long time, it was hard for other people to see what I would see. You know what I'm Got saying? You. Got and, um, like, but... You know, eventually he's getting he's getting the attention that he deserves right now because like his his work ethic and his his just talent is yeah. is impeccable. You yeah. know what I mean? And no and joke. No he, joke. He knows how to match that southern and that that boom. He could just do it all. Yeah, he can. So I got I got to give and him. And he'll much rep respect. on on beats. I mean, you you go back for anybody that wants to go back and. Follow his many accounts on SoundCloud. <laughs> he, he found the glitch on SoundCloud. And uh, he's got accounts all over the place, whether it's Vibes Marley, whether it's Dub P Mowgli, Money Mowgli. I mean, everywhere, it's all connected. It all comes from, from the same brain. And, um, and there's songs on there where it's like, I would have never expected anybody to rap on it. And he makes it work. Yo. So shout out to Mowgli. Yeah, shout out Mowgli. Man. Yep, since we're on the topic, we got to talk side effects. Oh, we gotta talk side effects. Yeah, the yeah. latest, the latest, um, the song dropped what, mid December, early December, I think. Oh uh, no, actually the first, the fr uh, it was January first, of twenty twenty one. Did y'all drop side effects? How come I felt like I was listening to that before Christmas? Nah, we, we dropped it right at that, right okay. at the first, the first day of the year. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I remember because the art was like reposting saying, "Yo, you know." It's, 2021's already very scary and shit. Oh, gotcha, <laughs> that was gotcha. like the phrase and yeah. shit. But um, yeah, yo, like side effects. Like once again, another one of those um scenarios where Moby he recorded the track, sent it to me, and he's like, yo, you know, you want to hop on it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like this one. You know, just you know, wrote it, recorded it, cleaned it up, and then we dropped it. And um, the video we just dropped it yesterday, I believe. Or two days ago, actually. Or two days ago, yeah. Two days ago, we dropped it. So by the time this episode comes out, you should have already seen it. If not, go see it. Like, like yeah, not look right for now, but... Side Effects, Mowgli, <laughs> Belief, and um, YouTube or, yeah. or Mowgli's page and, I, and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Art shot that video. Yeah, Art shot yeah, that yeah. video. Art just, he, most, grind. <laughs> most of it was around here. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, for, for my for segment. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Shit, though, you put the city on the map. Yeah, man. <laughs> city on the hip hop map. For real, for real. Um, what's next, man? What's what else we, could we look forward to? Um, I'm definitely. I keep on saying it, but I haven't done it yet. My son makes beats. Okay. Um, so I'm probably gonna hop on a few tracks with him. Mm. Um, but this year I'm definitely gonna come out with some with something. Okay. I'm not sure what it's gonna be, but it's definitely gonna. I'm gonna drop something. Um, it might be. 
small, it might be big. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, it depends. But I know right now, like I'm I'm looking more for more collaborations. I'm like looking at artists that I haven't collabed with, but I've always admired the music. Mm. You know, like I I'm literally doing a track right now with um Serum. Oh, I'm in shit. the works with um with um Thousand to do a, a track with him. Yeah, shouts. So you know, like yeah, I'm just putting in some work, man. Okay. You know? Not bad, not bad. Where can people stay tuned to to keep track and keep up to date so that when this thing drops, they're they're fully aware. Where can they find yeah. you? Um, you can find me at I am Belief on IG. Uh, I believe you could just search for me in I think Belief thirty eight in SoundCloud. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not really good with the with the names. It's yeah, Belief yeah. something. Somebody <laughs> sometimes people grab my shit, so I'm like like grab my freaking name and shit. So. Yeah, that's no problems because I'm good with putting this information in the show notes. There you so go. So as long I'll as the people read the show notes, it's there. My peoples, read the show notes. <laughs> I be giving away gems in there. I, I, I uh, <laughs> there was a, there was a, uh, a giveaway for a hundred dollars. Nobody participated in, or was there? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Future, read the show notes. That's where you'll find all the information on belief as far as where to find them, where to find the music. There's a lot more still to come. This is Bruce Beast and East, so we do have to get into these beers, more music, and then this food. So uh, y'all yeah. stay tuned. Big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, 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 beer. Big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, 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 beer. Bruce Beast and East, the podcast. Yes, we have reached the bruise portion, the portion of the podcast that gets most people willing to sit down with me. <laughs> I supply four beers, they try each one, they give us their thoughts. In the meantime and in between time, we might get an early beer memory, maybe the first time they tried a beer, the first time they enjoyed one. Um, then we'll eventually get to the point where we ask them what are they drinking nowadays, and then before it's all said and done, we'll get a one through four uh, most favorite to least favorite. Um, it, it's pretty much you speak from the heart. If there's one that's garbage, it's fine. I'm not sponsored yet. <laughs> there might come a point where we'll be like, yo, they just can't be calling our shit trash. We're paying you. <laughs> but never that. <laughs> it's like all of these are good except, you know, this one's always good. <laughs> this one's always good. This one. Because this one cuts the check. <laughs> but uh, but even still, um, it's, not, it's not a bad or worse. It's the least favorite of the four. Um, with that said, with that being said, um, this segment is sponsored by none other than Conscious Kings. Conscious Kings for all your reggae apparel, the reggae gear, the reggae wear. Uh, they got everything. Go check out ConsciousKings.com. A uh, long time Bruce Beats and East alumni and long time homeboy supporter of the podcast. Um, and the reason I mentioned them is because this first beer you're going to try was supplied by Conscious Kings. Um, this is Red Stripes Melon. You fuck with Red Stripe? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a different bottle and everything. Yeah. No, this is this is something else. Um, so, well, you, well, you know what? Actually, I've never had this one before, so I'm going to join you on this one. All right. You know what I'm saying? Try not to get too busy on this because I still have a podcast to, right. to run. Salud, salud. But let's get into this one. So while you're trying that one out, this is Red Stripe Melon. It's from the uh, Denos and Gettys. I'm, I, I think I mispronounced this last time. De Desnos and Gettys, Deno and Gettys. That's where it's brewed. It is a fruit beer, and it clocks in at a 3.6% ABV. Um, 
what what did what did you get from it off rip like uh, very sweet yeah like, you know what i'm saying watermelon mm-hmm. like, like you know yeah they saying? really they really brought that melon home like yeah, they, wanted... they were like they were like fuck it we're gonna just shove the whole watermelon <laughs> <in here."> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, i mean it, it's good it's good but like i would to me i wouldn't drink this shit all the time but okay. like, it, it, it is like it it's good it's sweet yeah this is definitely uh all right, uh, Bartles and James. Have you you know what Bartles and James is wine coolers? Yeah, it's like wine coolery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. What I'm saying? Like it, it has that that feel. Yeah, Definitely. it doesn't really have a beer no, feeling to not it. Not at all. Not at all. Definitely. Um, speaking of Bartles and James, that's that's like a reference from like my early days and uh, your early days. The first time you had a beer, maybe the first time you tried one and thought it was it was okay. When was that? Or how was that like? Shit, my family used to throw big ass parties all the time. So. Yes, yeah, Yo, we, that's gonna be the drinking game. Like, yeah. I, I mean, everybody listening to this should be drinking unless they're driving from you know point A to point B. But if you're at home and you're listening to this podcast, you should be drinking. I think every time someone says that it was a family function, yeah, where the beer might have been unattended, exactly. Or, <laughs> That's exactly gotta, how it went. You gotta do a here. shot. You gotta do a Yo, shot. Really? New rules. Season three. We're gonna start with that. <laughs> but go ahead. I digress. Yeah. No, definitely. Like I remember I remember when I was uh my family always used to throw big ass parties and shit like that and, and um you know, everybody would be drinking, everybody would be having fun. So, you know, I wanted to to participate into mm. the festivities and when no one was looking, I pour a little bit here and then mm. go back to the room, make sure nobody <laughs> was seeing me and shit. Yes. You know? yes. I remember I got yo me and my me and my boy. We were young. Mm. We were young. We were like in middle school, but yeah. early middle school. And I brought him to. He was sleeping over my crib and shit like that, or, or whatever. He was yeah, gonna yeah. stay over the crib, so we had this party. And um, my family was throwing down. And yo, I remember he got so we were sneaking drinks and he got so drunk. And then the dude's getting sick in the back, and my my mother's like, "Did he drink? Did you drink?" And I'm like, "I don't know what he. I don't know why he's. It must have been the pork, mom. It must have, I don't know what happened when he's he ate something bad, and I'm drunk as fuck. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> oh damn! Did they ever catch on? Or they nah, just I like, mean, I'm pretty sure my mom's no oh, dummy. I'm pretty yeah. sure she she was like, yeah, right. But yeah. like, you know, she never addressed it or whatever. Yeah. But. <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. It's like y'all gonna, I'm gonna go spend the night at the homie's house, and it's like <laughs> that, that experience. Nah, we were badass kids though. I ain't gonna front. Yeah. Uh, what, your background, your nationality. I'm Cuban. Okay. Dominican Cuban. Wow. Okay. Shit. Yeah. Okay. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So typically, that falls in line with uh, the, the big enough, a big enough function yeah. where things go on and like. Somebody's gonna miss out on it, or you know, not everybody's not gonna pay attention to everything the kids are doing. Exactly. As long as you kept the door open, they're yeah, like, "No yeah. me cerran la puerta," you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's that know. Spanish household. Yeah. I mean, like, everybody, everybody that's grown up in that in a Spanish household has experience. Has ex- has that experience. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so, let's get into the second beer. Side effect of tasting the right. beer, and that was very carbonated. So now I'm burping all over the place. Yeah, this is very bubbly and shit. Like, yeah, they, they don't even call that shit beer, bro. Nah, <laughs> it's it's like it does say know. it's called watermelon flavored lager beer. Yeah, that's a uh, that's wine cooler to me. Yeah, but shouts to Conscious Kings though. I appreciate him uh, the donation for sure. 
This second beer we're going to get into is the Ocean Park Pills. It's from Three Sons Brewing. It is a Pilsner. Clocks in at 5% and it's brewed in Dania, Dania Florida. Um, let's give this one a go. I've had this one before, but it's good. So you shot me one of one okay. that was similar to yes. before. So we're going to get I into like that. What do you think about that one? Hold on, it's rinsing all the watermelon. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now once you get that down, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you can really taste the notes of this one. It's good. It got a little bit of taste at the end. Okay. You know, it's kind of clear. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. Okay. I, I, I could drink it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, you brought up a point that uh, it's the can or the logo seemed familiar. Uh, the first time we linked up, um, you hit me up um, and you did something that you you do most of the time, which is support small businesses. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I had shirts going on. I still have some shirts, limited sizes. Y'all hit me up. We'll figure out if we have your size or not. Uh, Bruise Beats, the letter N eats on IG. Um, and... When I found out that you were so close, like originally I thought I was gonna take that that drive. I was under the impression that I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go on this mission, uh, which I was doing it because I think I was gonna be in that area anyway. I think that's what came, that that's how that came about, um, and it just happened to fall in place where you were like, yo, I'll, you know, let me get a shirt, and I said, cool. And then when I found out that you were about ten minutes away, like we weren't far from each other at all, I was like. Bro, you get a beer too. <laughs> that was up. That was that was definitely what was up, man. Cause when you gave me that beer, yo, I was like, oh shit. And I took a sip of it, and like I remember you asked me, you were like, hey, what was the kind of beer you like? Yeah. yeah. And I told you the you know the current ones that I that I was drinking, and then yeah. you you got a you got a taste for them because when you gave me that beer, it was like, bro, that shit. Hit it the was spot. right in line with what you was drinking at the yo, moment. I was trying to look for that shit in around around here, and I was like, yo, where'd you find that? <laughs> I ended up finding it though, but I ended up finding it in um, more down south because I, I work down south. So I was like, "Yo, well, I bumped into it into a in like a gas station or some shit like that." Like, okay, they had a whole bunch of them, and I'm like, "Oh man, they're not around here." So I, I stopped uh, at like three or four of them. There you go. There you go. Shit. Yeah, that was the. Um, it was also from Three Sons. That was their Antique Alley. It was their Amber Ale. Um, that that that's one of uh, like when I pull up to Three Sons. Um, before I, you know, you, you put up to a spot, if you're waiting online to place your order, um, and, and they, they, they have new beer drops on a weekly basis. Yeah. So you, you definitely want to try them, but, um, before you commit to like drinking a beer that you're not familiar with, I always go with the Antique Alley because I know I like that one yeah. and that'll set things off. Like I know I want to put a drink order in and I want to put a food order in. So, you know, instead of sitting there trying to make guesswork out of what's new, what's something that, uh, you know, do, am I going to like it or not? I start there first, eat something, and then, you know, then I'm, I'm in the mind frames where I can, like, get into, like, the beer menu and, and see what styles and something that I, you know, find something I might like from that point on. But um, Do they have, like, a whole shitload of them? Or? They, um, they, have a, they have a good rotation. I think they have, I, I wish I could tell you how many tabs they have. So they have their... Their go-tos, the, like the, the consistent ones, which are the Ocean Park Pills, uh, Antique Alley, um, usually one of the dope series, they have a, a IPAs, it's called Dopealicious. So it's, it's, it's always one of the Dopealicious, whether it's a Double Dope, uh, the Triple Dope, um, those are like the, the standards. And then they have 
and then depending on the season, they have other varieties and styles. They'll drop um, some. They'll do sours. Um, they'll do um, uh, uh, stouts. They'll yeah. do stouts a lot of times. And uh, so you'll find other ones, but like the staple ones are the 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 dope or the double dope as far as the IPA, the Antique Alley, and the Ocean Park Pills. There's probably a couple other ones. Yeah, I fuck with the Antique Antique Alley. Yeah, Antique Alley. Yeah. What's dope is that they're all the beers are kind of named. Uh, the names come from things that are in Dania Beach or in the Dania area. Um, their sours, Tropical Acres. There's a world. There's a famous restaurant called Tropical Acres oh, that's, that's right dope. down that. So, so representing represent the area. Yeah, Ocean Park Pilsner. It has the pier on it. That's the pier that's out there. I think by uh, well by John U. Lloyd Park. I think it's a pier that's out there. So, right off of Dania Beach Boulevard. But yeah, that's that one. Um, let's get into this third one. I, this one here, right, I got actually empty my glass. So, what is what is this one called? Cause see, it, it, the the can looks really, really. It really, stands really out. Weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the graphics on this one, they really, yeah, they went over the top. Yeah. <laughs> so this All one right. is the mucho mucho amor. Considering that this is this is, I guess this would be the the Valentine's Day episode by the time this drops, and this is unbranded Valentine's Day beer. Um, it's got the Walter Mercado um, look-alike caricature there. Holding a strawberry. Holding a strawberry. But like inside of a crystal ball. Exactly. This, yeah. shit, this <laughs> shit look weird as fuck. <laughs> it, it, it look real suspect, but <laughs> I go front. Yeah. It, the, the, the actual beer looks like grapefruit juice. Mm. Yeah. Like, like when you pour it out, it looks like grape, grapefruit juice. Yeah, the consistency it. of it. Um, yeah. So go ahead and give that one a shot, and I'll fill everybody in with the details. Uh, mucho, mucho amor from Unbranded Brewing. It is a... Uh, it's funny things. Like, I found the notes. It says wild ale, but it's all it's a strawberry shortcake Berliner Weiss. Uh, it's, it's a sour beer or a sour ale. And uh, clocks in at 6.2%. Um, brewed in Hialeah. Uh, you mentioned the texture... Of a, it has that kind of like or the, the the look. It has like that grapefruit and it's yeah it's yeah it kind of looks like grapefruit beer. juice. Yeah. What do you think of it? Um, let me try it again. Yeah. All right, I'm going. I haven't had this one either, so I'm, I'm gonna give this one a crack. I mean, this is definitely something I won't be drinking. Okay. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It just has like a weird. First of all, it's very sour in the beginning. Yeah. Then it got like. It's not. Like like you said, it was a it's a strawberry shortcake or something like yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it it has that that taste, but very very faint. It's yeah. like not even sweet enough to even consider that. All you taste is the sour, and then a very faint of that. Yeah, but you know, for a beer, you ain't even gonna see me holding that can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. He's <laughs> like, yeah. It's like I feel like. The uh, the the aura that comes with beer drinking, it's like kind of like very manly, you know. Yeah, it's you know, a, it's mucho, a, mucho, 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 and uh, <laughs> it's got the uh, the can does have the um, the the was it the uh, it's very uh, cancer awareness. Yeah, you know, it's got it's got the pink on pink, and um, yeah. But that's the, the strawberry, I guess. That's where it relates to it. I'm, I'm a fan of um, sours. This one doesn't necessarily fall in a sour uh, category. 
I have no idea what Berliner Weiss is. I should know. Um, but hey, this is what we're here for. Maybe I'll read up on it and then <laughs> and put the people on next time. But it does have, like you said, it has a hint of sour at the beginning and then there's a flavor at the end, which is not bitter, but it's something... That is like faint. It, yeah, it's... It's there. It's, it's like a, a small different. aftertaste. A yeah, it's a small aftertaste. Like, and, and something unusual. It's an unusual taste. It's, it's something that you wouldn't think, you wouldn't um, connect beer to. Yeah. As far as an aftertaste. Belief, what are you drinking nowadays? What's the beer choice? Um, I like Killian Red. Um, I usually don't like, you know, like American beer mm. or anything like that. But, um, okay. If it's not Stella, I'll go with uh, with Killian Red whenever I find it or Amber Buck. But even though I don't really drink beer as much as I used to. Got gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But like when I do, I'll go to those. Um, I don't... I used to drink a lot of Hollas, okay. Hollandias. Okay. Me and Mowgli and, yeah, the, and the rest of Dub P was used to drink that. that shit heavy as fuck to the point where I was just like, oh, I can't fucking drink this shit no more. I eat much power to him. Yeah. You know, but uh, be, back around those days too, I used to drink a lot of Becks. Okay. Um, but uh, nowadays, Killian Red or Amber Bach or. Got you. Got you. Yeah, Amber Bach was one of the first ones that I had. Right in that stage where you went from drinking the usual suspects, the, the ones that everybody's familiar with, the one you grab out of the store, out of yeah. the Publix, the one Dixie, and then Amber Bach popped up, and I was like, what's that? That was different. Yeah. And that was one of the first ones. That along with um, uh, Newcastle. It's funny. You said, um, I don't really drink much beer nowadays, but when I do, and I was like, yo, shit, Belief's, Belief is the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> yeah. Stay thirsty, it's my no friend. <laughs> but <laughs> nah, the 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 beer that like I told you from earlier, um, off off the recording off the about Warsteiner. Like mm -hmm. I used to love drinking Warsteiner, but I could barely find that shit anymore. Yeah. So shit, we have to get on that hunt next time that pops up on the on whatever app I look through. I'll let you know. I'll be like, yo, we found it <laughs> for sure. Warsteiner, that's a good one too. What, what was the first time I tried a Warsteiner? I want to say it's. I don't know if it was at a at the BB&T at maybe a hockey game. No, that's the Killian's Red. The first time I had yeah. Killian's Red was there. Yeah. Was at that spot. Yeah. Before that, I don't remember where the hell I found it first. Probably at somebody's crib. Somebody who knew more about me than I did. <laughs> Let's get into this fourth beer. All right. Uh, this last one, which I'm also going to try. This last one. See, this cover is dope, yo. Yeah. This, so. Uh, this can looks really. It's got. Ill. It's got a story. All right, so um, while you try that out, this is <clears throat> No Save Point. It's from Mason Ale Works. It's a collab between Mason Ale Works and Horace. Um, it's an IPA. It's a 7%. So we went, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but 6.2 was the Mucho Mucho, Mucho, Mucho Amor was 6.2. And now we find ourselves at a 7%. It's brewed in California. This is the beer that was brewed <clears throat> in conjunction with Run the Jewels. And Cyberpunk 2077, I believe, is the game. Um, Run the Jewels is one of the one of the early hip hop group, one of the groups, hip hop groups that were early with the craft beer. Like the, uh, every time they dropped an album, they got together with some brewery. I don't know, maybe it's their marketing person. I don't know would reach out to breweries, and um, every album had a beer that came from somewhere uh, to commemorate the uh, the album. Um, I don't know if it was. RTJ one or two, but I know Jay Wakefield down here in Wynwood, they did. They were responsible for one of those beers yeah. on the earlier albums. 
Um, <clears throat> so they were doing a lot of collaborative work with the, the video game Cyberpunk, and then this is what they dropped there. Uh, it's an IPA. I'm not a big fan of IPA, but I mean, it's run the jewels, and it's like... Yeah, I, I don't really drink IPAs either, but... Okay. What do you think of this? It doesn't, it doesn't taste bad. Okay. Like, as far as the taste goes, it, I don't have a problem with IPA taste. Mm. Just, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't really gravitate towards them, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. But I love the cover, though. It has, like, a, like a dog... Or, I mean, it could be a wolf, but it, it has something, and somebody's, like, grabbing, or it... I don't know, it's just, it's weird, but yeah. it's dope. <laughs> yeah. So, it looks... Yeah, I don't know, it looks like a... It's like they're, they're braiding the dog's hair or some shit yeah. like that, but it's just... It has, like, zombie hands. It's it's weird, but it's dope, like I'm telling you. Yeah, that, that's pretty fresh. West Coast IPA. It looks like I might be, like, a dog or a wolf hybrid, and then... There's something being pulled out of their brain, and it's got it's got the Run the Jewels logo with the hand and the the pistol and the fist, um, and yeah. But then there's something. It, it's pretty it's pretty dope. I like <laughs> I like the cover art on that one. Not a big IPA fan. There's very few IPAs that I that I really I could if I see it at a bar I'd be like yo I'm willing to get it like oh, I can sit here and drink those. I'll try an IPA, but not a lot of them sit well with me as far as taste. I'm not a big fan of the the bitter aftertaste, but. But that's me. Um, Beliefs, man, you made it through the four beers. Well, yeah, I gotta finish the watermelon and and, and the <laughs> mucho mucho amor. <laughs> but uh, Dude, we got a whole we got a whole podcast to get through. You can get to those whenever you want. For sure, um, for sure. What I need you to do now is kind of give me the one through four. Let me kind of uh, position these back in place so we'll know exactly what um, which ones you're gonna rate. So just one through four, the, the favorite to the least favorite. All right, um, I would say this one, the Three Sons Brewing. Okay, the Ocean Park Pills. That would be the, the that would one. be the number one. And okay. Number two would be the IPA. Okay. Um, I would have to go with the Cancer Appreciation Can. <laughs> mucho, um, mucho the Mucho Mucho Amor for third because no, actually, yeah, yeah, I would go that for third because um the Red Stripe. I love Red Stripe. But, I mean, this was, like, really, really... Like, it didn't give me any kind of beer yeah. feeling to it. It, it gotcha. felt very, you know, I don't know, like you said, wine, wine coolery. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would, I, would, I would put it in that It's like order. a beer for those people who don't like to drink beer. Exactly. Yeah. Dope. Well, y'all heard it. Belief drank the four beers, gave you his thoughts. We got to wrap the segment up and get into these beats. Let's go. All right. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast, and we have reached the Beats portion. Still got belief with me. Um, ran through the brews. Uh, he's still uh, he's still working on the brews. There's plenty still left. Nah, I just report one. Oh, they just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so the cans ain't empty. We still got a, we got some work yeah, to yeah. do here. Um, this is the part of the podcast where I ask my guests. Uh, we get into our, our my guests, our guests. I feel like he's our guest. Everybody listening, um, their musical taste. As far as, you know, we got to know the early hip-hop influences, um, you know, who was around, who showed him hip-hop and, and how he got involved. And now I guess I'd ask, um, what's the playlist consist of nowadays? Uh, a lot of, I know a lot of times, um, like I mentioned earlier, myself, um, I, it was one way with hip-hop. It was one style, and that's what I messed with. Yeah. And then eventually you find yourself branching off and, and other things into your playlist. But what's the playlist that Belief listens to? What does that consist of? Um, <clears throat> definitely J. Cole. 
I like J. Cole. Okay. Um, one of the things that I love about J. Cole is that he's unapologetically himself mm. and you know what I'm saying he ain't afraid to make a statement whether people whether it's politically correct or not and okay. make the statement and and I don't know the music just vibes you know okay. what I'm saying and he, and you can tell like he's just doing what he wants to do and I, I admire that and I like that shit especially being under Jay mm. you know I'm saying he's under Jay which is like yo give me the hits give me all that shit like that but he's just doing himself and that is dope yeah. Um, and and he made it, and he made that a thing. Um, early on, mixtape days, uh, getting the attention of Jay Z, and then of course Jay Z coming from the machine that he came from. Like you said, it's very easy for him to say, "Yeah, we need radio stuff. We need this." Yeah. And and I think J Cole's at a point now where, it, with or without the radio, and not not not. I mean, within the last. Two, three projects. I think maybe was it twenty fourteen? Maybe at that uh, that project, Forest Hills twenty fourteen. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there was much radio stuff on that. I don't know if there was. Well, I know definitely on for your eyes only there was nothing that was. Yeah, radio no, for on. your eyes only was there was nothing. A lot of people were like, oh well, this this album sucks. You know, a lot of people. I I knew a lot of people that didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I was like, man, look at it as a body of work. Don't look at it as what song or what song. Yeah, look at it as the body of work and. It was amazing if you really look at it in that aspect. Yeah. Like, a lot of people love the the Kendrick Lamar's uh, T-Pap album. Yeah. Which is uh, the Pimp Up Butterfly. Yeah. Me personally, and I'll say it on record, I fucking hate that album. Really? Yes. <laughs> but not okay. saying not okay. saying that it, it isn't greatly done. Yeah. Or not taking any away anything away from Kendrick Lamar. To me, I saw it as I came to buy a hip-hop record. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You're... I bought that record and I bought the record because I support and yeah. well, I bought the record and I was just like, I'm not into the funk. I'm not okay. I'm not into that kind gotcha, of shit. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just like, hey, you know what? To each his own or whatever, but yeah. I just didn't feel like I got that from him. Gotcha. Especially coming from the Good Kid Mad City. Yeah. To yeah. me, as a body of work, mm-hmm. the Good Kid Mad City is as close to a perfect album as you could get. Mm. Because it did everything that signifies what he wanted to do. Okay. He wanted to make a staple of himself, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, a statement. Mm-hmm. Had hits yeah. throughout the throughout the records, yeah. but it didn't deteriorate or you take know, away from take away from the storyline, the entire storyline of that album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. he paid respect all through the time, showing that he's from Compton. You know, yeah. or, or, or from, from LA or whatever the yeah. case case may be. It was fucking a beautiful album. Yeah. You know, but people were like, oh, the T Pabbit. As soon as T-Pap started, came out, people were like, so calling it an instant classic. I was like, man, come on. <laughs> but then they shit on the, the For Your Eyes Only. But yeah. But whatever. Okay. Teach his own. Yeah, definitely. You know definitely. Um, and belief rent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, listen. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you brought up both of them because uh, both uh, Cole and Kendrick because uh, that's I, um, a lot of times, I think that's that's the question. It's there's it's the three headed it's the three headed monster. Yeah, you know, Drake, Drake, you know, Cole and Kendrick, and uh, so I'm always interested in uh, in which 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 one uh, people gravitate to. Um, so yeah, J Cole. No, I I, I like J Cole's shit definitely. Uh, very unapologetic. Um, y- you hear him. You yeah. hear him, so that, that that's that's really dope. That's you, really dope. Most importantly, you feel, you hear vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> to me, I think the strongest 
records or strongest projects that come from artists are the vulnerability. Yeah. Like for instance, where they show the weakness. They was crazy. It's it's a it's a how do you say? It's like two two sides of the coin. It's like opposite ends of the spectrum. It's like a strong record record is filled with stories of weakness. Exactly. Yeah. I was because it takes strength. It it takes strength strength to be weak to to show weakness. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a speak. I was speaking uh, to Shadi about it, mm. and I was telling him like one of the greatest records. Like I used to like Jay Jay Z. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody liked Jay Z. You know, so it was good. But I didn't really really like Jay Z until four four four. Well, four four four. I loved. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite albums of his. Okay. But what showed me the that that he had vulnerability was um, Kingdom Come. In Kingdom Come, when he's like, um, when he starts talking about um, Lost One, mm. that Lost One record, because mm. he started talking about the the relationships between him and V, yeah, um, Beyonce, yeah. and then him, the relationship between him and Dame, Dame. he showed vulnerability, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that didn't seem fabricated to me. Gotcha. It seemed like real. <clears throat> yeah, you know, and people want to know. Again, he was he was uh, he was doing what what you uh, alluded to early on in this episode, which is um, a coping. Coping, a coping mechanism, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. To me, you relate more to the record. That's why I was a big M fan in the beginning. Okay, you know, I still am an M fan. Yeah, but I just feel like M lost what it, what he was. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying not the skill level. Yeah, but the the impact as far as was. Yeah, the way he is. But um, back in the day with M, same scenario. Yeah, yeah. It's, M, M was really talking about. The shit that was he was going through, even though he was making a, doing a comedic spin on most yeah. of it, but you saw the you saw the the pain be t- behind the anger. Gotcha. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Dope, dope. What's something that most people would be surprised surprised to hear that you are listening to? Um, or is there anything like that? Like surprised that I would listen to. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay. And okay. I and I read a, a lot. Okay. I read a lot. So it's like, I don't really listen to a lot of hip-hop records like I used to. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's funny you say that, because that, that brings me to, like, my Spotify. Yeah. And I'll get into the car, and a lot of times, like, nowadays, I have a hard time. Like, it's not suggesting albums to me. It'll, but it'll tell me all the podcasts that it's like, oh, well, listen, if you like this podcast, exactly. check this one out. The algorithm figure yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we must defeat the algorithm. Shouts to No Emotion. Yo, the shout gods. out No Emotion, the gods. For real, us versus the buff. <laughs> Yo, so that's why we have to defeat it. It's, it's, I, I think I kind of fucked it up in Spotify because now I'm like, I mean, you still get the release radar and the Discover Weekly, but um, ultimately it's like there's less and less suggestions when it comes to hip hop on um on my on my Spotify, it's like it's all. So it, I I mean, if it wasn't for um, H to put me on a new music, yeah. um, through the WVCC two nights a week, Scythe Life Radio, the sponsor of this segment. See how we made that work. Shout out to H. <laughs> yeah, for real. Hey, um, none of the records I make was to you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing but love for y'all, man. Yo, for real. That's what this podcast has. It's nothing but love for the whole WVCC movement. Everybody involved. Everybody tuning in. Uh, taking part in the chats. Two nights a week. Nine to twelve. Um, shouts to H-Man. Making, taking steps and, and, and you know, taking the leap. The, the giant leap to um, get into school again. 
at this point in time. And uh, that's great, man. Yo, kudos to you, man. I, one of these beers is dedicated to you. The next one we drink. <laughs> nah, man. Shout out to the South Florida media gang, man. Oh. Y'all, y'all killing this shit, man. And that. much respect, man. Like, like we need this in our mm. in our community. Period. You know, unity. And shout out to Jax from Thirty mm. Five. Yes, indeed. You know, I, I really respect what what Buddy does. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And and because he's like, on he's on the same page when it comes to um, creating a, a an event once a week um, where you can interact with people in the community exactly. he's, yeah, build, he's building that network and, yeah you know and and it's just it's just a beautiful thing no for sure you know um sure. i do i do believe in the whole concept of community when it comes to to artistry gotcha um but i am also a person that believes that in hip-hop it is also competition you know what i'm saying even though there's love it's competition because that's what hip-hop strive from mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah the it, from the beginning, it was battles. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You know what I'm saying? From from the very beginning, who was had the, the better routine? Who had the like, better? It, it was more of a of a stage show presence. Um, who had the bigger sound? Well, even if you're going with that, who had the bigger sound system? Cool Hurt became Cool Hurt exactly because he could put together a sound system until that the blackout. <laughs> yeah, until, until the blackout, and then everybody stole their fucking equipment, and, and then everybody was equal. Like all that. these, all, you see how the universe works. That shit <laughs> leveled everybody out. Yeah. People don't know that shit yeah. too, dog. Like, for real, it's true. <laughs> Very true, man. It's a solid point, man. But yeah, but, man. Shout out to all them niggas. Yeah, no, like I said, it goes back. Going back to what you're saying, it's yeah, definitely there is a level of uh, competitiveness which keeps us. Which keep, I say us, like if I'm involved like that too, but which keeps people sharp as far as creatives. Um, but at the same time, um, it's everybody's under the same umbrella, so there is a there should always be a level of community to, uh, of course. as well. So. Like, like the Kendall versus Hylia was a perfect example. You know what I'm saying? To me, I, I kind of wrote off rap, like rapping, like really getting on records and stuff like that. I always recorded with, yeah. with my nigga Mowgli and, mm-hmm. and, and whoever wanted me on the track and shit, but, but didn't really do anything with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It was just like, hey, whatever. But this Kendall versus Hialeah thing brought, it was a beautiful thing because it brought everybody out and it brought us all out to, because it was competition. It, it was the same thing that that we all strive for with hip hop. Even though we were community and it was yeah, yeah. love, it was yeah. still competition. Yeah, the element was there. That, that, ele- the uh, element that aspect there. of it. You know what I'm saying? Like for instance, like when, when my nigga LMS sh- um, <clears throat> called out Shoddy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he was calling out Shoddy because you know, Shoddy, Shoddy got bars. And then they, yeah. went, they went, you know, and it was beautiful. Yeah, it was. All love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's a beautiful thing. Sure. Commu- you can still have community and still have co- competition. Yeah. That's, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't mean that one person or the other does no, you know, no longer has a, a place or a space in it. The exactly. fact, the fact that the person stepped up and put together an effort, um, that automatically makes them, you know, part of this. You know, what I'm saying they were already part of hip hop, but for anyone to put, you know, put together a response or rebuttal, you know. They, they, that means that they have solidified their place in this. You know, yeah. a lot of times people think like it's it's on some like Survivor, like you've been cast off the island. Yeah, and it's like you ain't got nothing to do with this no more. Yeah, Yo, nah, you're still part. You're still part of it. For real, man. Like, um, just to kind of travel back on the on the J Cole tip, mm-hmm. like J Cole has a like cult following. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I believe cult followings is where it's at. That's where the that that's where everything's at. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got. You. I see what you're saying. Fuck the hits. Thing. Fuck all that shit. Uh, that you know, because you're more likely to bring in people that are gonna be there for the moment, 
and then the next time something else pops off, those people aren't the ones that are gonna. They're not there anymore. Yeah. But you yeah. see, like for instance, right now, right now, y'all can't see it, but I'm wearing a Method Man hat. You know what I'm saying? And Method Man was a staple in my childhood. You know what I'm saying? So I have a cult following towards yes. towards Wu Tang and Method Man. Yeah. That no matter what, I'm always gonna support their music because I I fuck with their music. Correct. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's not because they were hot. Cause right now, no no offense to any of them, they're not hot right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Under the your under the under, under the, the, oh, the the term hot or yeah it's not they're not uh, they don't hold the same place. commercially hot yes that's correct. what I meant to say yeah, yeah. commercially hot yeah no they're exactly not, they're, they're not they're not um they're not commercially hot like or, yeah. or they're not like on the status of what Kendrick and Drake yes. and all that stuff like that but, but they do have a following that probably one of the the followings that's hardest to break. Yeah, like that that following is not gonna go anywhere. It's, it's a I cult mean, following. We're seeing. <laughs> we, how often do you see a meme where they don't, you know, that where they tie in Wu Tang to that where when it was uh, um, when people had signs out there before the election, people had signs out there where it's like <laughs> Wu Tang is forever. Wu Tang yeah, is forever. Yeah, you know, but elections are you know temporary. Wu Tang is forever. It's yeah. like it has infiltrated many facets of life beyond the music. Um, somebody brought up a point. Was, who, whose episode, whose podcast was I listening to? But they brought up a point where um, even um, on uh, on the Punisher show of Netflix, um, there's a moment where I think it was like the second season where no spoilers. Um, uh, Frank Castle's getting to know this this kid, um, a, son, a son of a, of lady who he's kind of like protecting, and um, you know troubled youth and whatnot. But and he's wearing a Wu Tang shirt. And Punisher, he kind of alludes to the fact that I'm not, I'm not even into rap, but I know that that shirt, like I know that you know that's that Wu Tang's serious business. No, for real, Wu Tang is nothing to fuck, fuck with. Exactly. Yo, no disrespect to Wu Tang and whatsoever, yo. Yeah. I don't want nobody to misconstrue what I said as far as I'm not being high. I meant like they're not on the no, status. Correct. Like, but like. What, what most people, what today's listening audience, that's what it is. Yeah, what today's yeah. listening audience considers to be, you know, the the, the trend that now they don't, they, yeah, they don't fall, which most of the people I listen to don't fall into that category. Um, and it's for that simple reason. I, I mean, I think you kind of, you kind of hit it on the head when it comes to um, the reason why I was never, it, it didn't take long for me to realize that the commercial successfully music was not for me. Yeah. Um, one, because... Uh, too often, I, I kind of question why this is the song that they keep playing. Yeah. Um, even even with artists that I might have been a fan of, um, I'm sitting there going, man, there's way better songs on this album that they're not pumping. Or there's artists that make music that could easily play on per the radio. Perfect example. We could travel back into, you know, in time. But the, the, the joint off of the... The Biggie album with Mace and um, Puff Daddy, like uh, uh, I forget the fucking name, yo. But they played it over, over and over and over again on the radios. But that album had such gems on it. But they oh, were, Life After Death, Life After Death. Okay, yo. I'm trying to think which one was that one. You know which See, one. I, I, I just can't remember the fucking yeah, yeah. name because I've been sipping on it. 
Um, but anyway, it's they, playing right now yeah. in post production. I'm gonna just I'm gonna find out what it is, and while as we're talking, you're gonna hear the song <laughs> playing. But they would play that shit over and over and over again, and it's a dope song. But it's just like, yo, fuck, bro. Like, why why this song over and over? Yeah, again? yeah. And I don't know. It, it, it's it's a formula and it's a business. So you know, correct. They, they just trying Indeed. to make the bread. But Indeed, it is what it is. But there's some there's definitely something to the cult following because those people that they're trying to shoot for, there's no guarantee that they'll stick around, you know, or, or if you if you do percentages or, if you, you know, you, you like try to guess at the numbers, you could easily say that most people that encounter someone through the radio, once the next thing comes along, that first, that original thing is kind of like a distant memory. I mean, how many of people, you have to be a real big fan of music in general um, or, or hip hop to continue to follow something after it's it doesn't hold the place in the quote-unquote limelight. Oh, yeah, the yeah. limelight in the, the, the hot spot yeah, or whatnot. exactly. But, yo, who fucking listens to the radio nowadays? Like, I, I've never... <laughs> no, bro, bro, every time I turn on my car and then the radio comes on, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, who did this? Put on, put on, my, put on my, split, my playlist, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, but I see it with my son, you know mm. what I'm saying? It's pretty, it, like, he listens mostly to SoundCloud because he says he doesn't fuck with the radio shit. Okay. Oh, shit. All right, let's do that. All right, I know earlier I had asked uh, what's something that people would be surprised to know that you like or that you're, you're listening to. What's something that your son has put you on to that you're like, oh, uh, um, that's not bad. I, th- I, mean, I don't want to fuck up this guy's name. Go ahead. This yeah. podcast, we fuck up all time. I mean, I called you beliefs at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, NBA young boy. Okay, my son. I've heard of my son put me on to that, that kid years before he he blew, mm. like blew before he got got famous and shit yeah. like that. And I was listening to him and I was like, damn, yeah, this kid's pretty nice, you know okay. especially from that that style that they do. So mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, right, it's pretty. The kid's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, he hasn't really put me on to anybody else, but you okay. know, like he tries to put me on to some people, but I just there's some people I just can't <laughs> yeah. fuck with. I'm like, yeah, whatever. He's like, yo, this is my, this my, this my boy, little T.T. Ray. And I'm like, nah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm going to pass on this one. Bro, speaking of, so we already, all right, old headed. You know, I'm Mr. Hip-Hop, Hip-Hop's Mr. Get Off My Lawn. You know, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Back in My Day. Um, how do you feel, how do you feel about artists, young artists nowadays performing with a vocal track behind them? Have you witnessed that? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, I mean, I've seen it, I, I've seen it, but I haven't really, you know, I don't really attend these shows. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but I've seen at it at the moment. Okay, but um, it just shows where the where it is, where where the we're at. Of, yeah, the level the, of the, talent, the, the level of fuck that they give. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it, it's just like, yo, you know what? You're here. You like the song. I'm looking at it from there. Their perspective. Their yeah. perspective is I'm getting paid either way. Yeah. You like the song, I could just not fucking. I'm. They're probably high and drunk as hell anyway. So they wouldn't. Be- so they don't give a fuck. They let the song play a little bit. But I can't even knock the younger generation because I've seen Mob Deep do it. Like I saw Mob Deep do really? this shit. Yo. For but okay, so was it for audio purposes? No, it's because they were fucked they up. Were fucked bro. Up. They were drunk as <laughs> fuck. Yeah. R.I.P. Prodigy, but damn it. No, no R.I.P. Prodigy. You know, Yo, I'm not, but, no, not taking away no, nothing from. But I, I, damn, I I've that, seen it. That's a lot heartbreaking of times. to me. That's heartbreaking to me. I've seen it a lot of times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With artists that 
You know how they say never meet your idols. You know because, what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You know, because they'll be disappointed. disappointed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it happens, yo. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. they're human beings. And, yeah. and you got to see them as that. You yeah. know? No, indeed. Indeed. Beliefs, man. We got it to beats, man. We talked. We talked a good yeah. amount, man. <laughs> the beer's still flowing. Yeah, yeah. We're going to set aside that melon one, though. Cause I don't know. Yeah, I don't but, know about that shit. <laughs> but, yo, we got to wrap up this segment and get to the final, like, the, the pinnacle of the podcast, which is the eat. So, y'all stay tuned. Belief is still here with me. I am old head ed. Y'all hang around. We'll be back. For sure. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast, and we have made it. We have made it to the Eats portion of the podcast. This is the portion of the show where we get to know our guests' food taste. Um, the food they can't live without, uh, food they grew up eating, came up eating as a, as a youth, as a child. He says he's Cuban-Dominican, so that's going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm interested in hearing how that would, how dinners were. Um, perhaps something... He doesn't really fuck with. Um, and if he gets busy in the kitchen, maybe we'll talk about if desserts is part of his life. If, you know what I'm saying? If it is, it isn't. Um, beliefs. Let's start with just the upbringing. Cuban-Dominican household. Um, what was the uh, what, what, what was meals like there? Like, would they lean more towards Cuban or more towards Dominican? Did they find a way to marry the two? Well, I grew up mostly on my Cuban side. Okay. You know what okay. I'm saying? So... You know, like mostly it was the Cuban the influence Cuban when it came to when dining. It came to dining. Or, My grandmother, rest in peace, but man, she used to fuck up the kitchen, bro. Like good, bro. Yeah, like everything yeah. was great. And um, my Dominican side, I had my grandmother that like everything had platanos in it, which yeah. is which is you know very stereotypical. But the truth is, all my memories had there was platano <laughs> in almost every fucking meal, yeah. bro. Like, and I, I have to be honest, but um. <laughs> When I was growing up, like, there was a lot of, like, uh, one of my go-to meals when I was a kid was mm-hmm. um, rice and eggs. Okay. I used to love fried eggs with rice. I still do, yo. Everybody honestly. take a shot. That's the other one we're going to do because that's been mentioned several times. For real? Shouts to Triple <laughs> Z. Yeah, shouts to Triple Z. Um, that's the one that I remember the most recent, but it's been discussed before on this podcast. The meal consisted of white rice, eggs. Some people put ketchup on it. Some people put hot sauce on it. I don't fuck with anything else but the but rice, rice and eggs. eggs. But shit, yeah. yeah, yeah, that shit was that. That's a staple, bro. Right? Yeah. yeah, I got my daughter on that shit too. Yeah. She loves that shit. Yeah, um, which and it's it goes to it goes. It's kind of like a it's a telling sign of, of the resourcefulness that we have. Like when we don't have a lot. You make yeah. you make the most with what you have, and that was one of those meals that yeah, 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 definitely. definitely you know when 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 mom or grandma didn't you know didn't have the opportunity to whip up a you know how they usually do because like you said moms and grandmas the people that raised us they got busy in the kitchen it was you know there was several elements to a meal yeah. um, and uh, and so but whenever for whatever reason if it wasn't that you know you could always rely on. White rice, and some eggs. right, and and it was preferably you know like, like you preferred it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. I go from and I I to this day like I rather just like hey let me throw some rice and eggs and I'm I'm good, <laughs> good. you know what I'm saying? 
But yo, that shit's fattening as fuck. <laughs> I ain't gonna front. <laughs> yeah, that's why you gotta go brown rice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, but it don't hit right with the no, brown it rice. It's not Bra- the same. Brown rice is like too grainy for yeah, some reason. Yeah, you can tell the difference for sure. <laughs> for real. <laughs> it does. It's very, very little reminiscent to what, what you know, the original white rice and the eggs for sure. So you don't put hot sauce or ketchup on it. Nah, nah, not, okay. not with that meal. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I know okay. people that do, but, yeah. you know, much, you know, to each his own. Yeah. But um, that was one of the staples of my childhood as far as go-to okay. and, like, farina. Farina farina in the morning, like, that was the shit for me, yo, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Even though, yeah. despite well, all the racial connotations and all the shit attached to it, I didn't give a fuck. That yeah. shit was good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, the cream of wheat. Yeah, the cream, <laughs> of, the cream wheat. of wheat. I love yeah, that see, shit. And that's the thing. That's what's um, growing up eating cream of wheat is what's kept me, or farina is what's kept me from. You know, it's the reason why when people would go grits, I never understood it. Me either. I'm like, why are you eating this? And and, and people love grits. Like, there's people that tell me grits, and I've had grits and shrimp before, and it is good. No, when they told me grits and shrimp, I looked at them like they fucking crazy. I'm like, yo, what do you mean? You this is farina with grits, never with, with um, not with farina shrimp? with shrimp. With what the fuck? <laughs> but no, like you said, I tried it, and it it actually is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, I think that's that farina is the reason why I I didn't gravitate. To grits like most people do. Yeah. Um. I. I yeah. I go farina any, any day, any day. Um. What's your go-to meal nowadays? Nowadays, well, I love steak. Okay. You know what I'm saying like a nice ribeye. Okay. You know, either it's on the grill or on the um, seared on the pan. Yeah, the cast so, iron. Yeah, in the cast iron pan, I love that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's just. I, uh, that's just the way I am now. You know what I mean? Like, cause gotcha. I, I, I did the like that keto shit for a little while. Okay. And man, I, I just started fucking up steaks, yo. <laughs> yeah. Started yeah. fucking up steaks. Let like, me see what right. my options are. Oh shit, there's steak. A yeah. lot of steak and some veggies. Oh, Hell shit. yeah, yeah. That shit was dope, man. <laughs> that was the way to go. Um, are you a uh, salt and pepper on a steak, and that's it? Uh, a, a particular seasoning, uh, maybe a. a a butter with flavor on it? Well, I range. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, I, I always experiment with all of it. So, okay. it's like, yo, I could do the butter but the butter with the garlic. Mm-hmm. Butter with the garlic with salt and pepper. Yeah. Or, I'll go full full Latino on it and just fucking put sazon and a little bit of adobo. Uh, put it, let yeah, it sit yeah. for a little while. Boom, put a little, coat it. A little yeah. coat it. And then grill it. And that shit's like amazing too. Mm. So it, it, it all depends, you know, yeah. what kind of mood I'm in. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. And the ingredients available too. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah, dope. What would you pair a steak with as far as a side? I mean, I know you would say you said you were doing the keto thing, vegetables. Yeah, I, I, I love a lot of vegetables. I, okay. I, I love vegetables. I love uh, like, you know, broccoli, asparagus. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm actually a really healthy eater. I love, I love eating like healthy. Okay. But, um, you know, I, I indulge into the, the... What are the indulgences? What are the ones that... Like a loaded ba- baked potato, you I know what I'm saying, you. with the sour cream yeah. and all the fucking cheese. <laughs> I love cheese, too, yo. That's the, yeah. only, that's the only thing that fucks me up a lot, yo, the cheese. Yeah. But like, cheese cheese is really good, though. Really. Which, in keto, it's all right to have that cheese. It It is. It is. It definitely is. But fuck, man. Like, <laughs> sometimes I be overdoing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, the protein's in there somewhere. I swear to yeah. you. <laughs> it looks like a lot of cheese, but there's actually something, you know, there's proteins in there. Um, so you say you, you make your own steaks. Um, is, there, is there a certain dish that you like to prepare that's not steak, like something that you take pride in? Or is it the steak? I, no, well, you know what? <clears throat> well, I'm the one that gets gets down in the kitchen and in the crib. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because I, I don't know. I just love, I like cooking. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. So, like, there was one time um, during this quarantine shit, I decided to, that I was going to make my own little seafood lasagna. Because mm. my, my, my mother is, like, the queen of lasagna. Okay. You make her, like, whenever she makes a lasagna, duh, like, Be people, are, to people in- are raving on it. She yeah. has secret ingredients. She's like, she, <laughs> she got, like... She throws down on that okay. shit. So she's passed that down a little bit to me. Okay. And I incorporated that in my own shit. You Got know what I'm you. saying? So I was like, damn, yo, you know what? I started thinking about um, how I make Alfredo. Um, so, how I said, like like the a seafood Alfredo pasta okay. or whatnot. So I was like, all right, let me incorporate that into like a whole lasagna thing. Mm. And man, once I made it one time, you know, I threw some breadcrumbs and all that kind of shit in it. And, and bro, like... That people, my my whole family was like coming to the crib to take. Really? Some, yeah, it was it was it, it surprised me. Yeah. I was like, damn man, like I really made this shit. This yeah. shit was really good. Yeah. It had it had um scallops, shrimp. Okay. And um and I had to cut up a little bit of clams to to and and bread them a little bit so okay. they could be on the top with a little bit of layer of mozzarella. Got you. Whatever. I'm I'm talking like a fat boy right now. But no, fuck hey, it. listen, man. This is what this podcast <laughs> is for. This is what this section is for, yo. By the way, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by Human Sushi. They back episode 100. Uh, they're at 101 now. Um, sushi sessions also. Everything sushi involved. Human Sushi. Shouts to Dre. Shouts to Renee, uh, YouTube, y'all go check it out, Human Sushi. Um, they got merch, go check it out. They, yeah. Them motherfuckers got their own sneakers. Yeah, well, uh, when I wow. seen the sneakers, I was like, damn, I need to cop those. Bro. <laughs> and I was just like, I was waiting to see where I could cop them from, yo. So I'm gonna, I gotta look at their site okay. again. Yo, but shout out to the two brothers out there. Shout out. And, and congrats to Renee, um, new father. Preparate, homie. Uh, but yeah, yeah, new father, yo. It's a blessing to have, have a creation. Come into this world, man, and you, you know, you and the missus are gonna do just fine, yo. Much love to, to both of you and, and Dre. Um, yeah, human sushi. Follow, follow the manual I gave you, bro. The baby, that's manual. right. That, yo, that was genius, <laughs> yo. I, that was genius. That was dope. I was like, when I heard y'all episode, I was like, that shit is slick. He bought him the book, <laughs> first time parent, like, bro, that's it's fresh, it, man. I wish somebody nobody realizes that. that that's something that. It comes, it comes in handy. Very handy. Yeah. You know, yeah. That shit's like, you know, us as parents, yo, it, it, it's, I wish I had a man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like, yo, let me, let me hook up my dog yeah, right well, here. That's though. one of the things, the first things people tell you when you're about to have a kid, they don't come with a manual. I was like, well, now they make them, <laughs> nigga, here. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Um, sweets, what, what's a dessert, like an ideal dessert looking like? Man, I love cheesecake. Okay, which know. plays into the cheese theme. It's yeah. not. Cheese yeah, I'm telling you, I love cheesecake. I love. Okay. I love that shit. Like you know what I'm saying. I I, I avoid the cheesecake factory for health reasons. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just planning. Health but, and financial <laughs> and financial reasons. No, but like truth of the matter is like that that cheesecake okay. is a is a definite staple as far as dessert for me. Mm. Like 
You go just uh, the, the regular New York style? Do you like the ones with the toppings on it? I know they get real creative with, like... I don't like it too fancy. I like okay. the New York style, but, you know, I wouldn't mind the strawberries on the top. Okay. You know what I'm saying? With, you know, like, I'd rather just it be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I know when they... Oh, there was actually one dope one that I... Uh, that my mother-in-law put me onto. It was flan and cheesecake. Hmm. A mixture of flan and I think I've had something cheesecake. like that. I'm trying to remember where. That shit was fire as mm. fuck, bro. That shit was really <laughs> good, bro. Like, I, it was weird because it was like, it was a cheesecake on the bottom and then there was a layer on the top that was flan. Gotcha. So you get that, that, that yeah. consistency of flan on the bottom, yeah. I mean, on the top and then um, the cheesecake on the bottom. It was really good. Man. That's, yeah, I, that's I think Costco... Sells that shit, but I'm not I, sure. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't. I think maybe Vicky's Bakery might have. Yo, ch- cut the check, Vicky's Bakery. People are gonna show up looking for that, even though it's not there. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> They're like, yo, where's the cheesecake flan? They're where's like, the flan? yo, we yeah. sell cookies. Oh, uh, like, damn it, rules me to me. Spreading false information. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, cheesecake is 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 a good dessert. I, speak, you know, you said Cheesecake Factory, you know, fucking things up for you. Um, I haven't done that in a while, but there was a there was a time frame where pull up to Publix to do groceries, and if I took that lap through like the, the bakery, bakery slash where the cakes and pies are, yeah, and if they had that one monster wedge of cheesecake with the whipped cream and the strawberries on it, there's a good possibility I was walking out with one of those. Yeah, I, I know it very well. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yo. That yeah. and the arepas, dog. I love the arepas um, that they... I mean, it's not it's not like anything you could get in Miami, mm, but... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not the official official, but it's... Yeah, it's, it's the closest that you can get Because technically, it's closest to the... It's always <laughs> a Publix by the crib. Exactly. For sure, for sure. Yo, Beliefs, man. Um, damn, yeah, we went through it. We, yeah, man. We chopped it up for a good minute. For sure, man. I, I appreciate you having me on here, man. Hey, listen. Um, again, man, the magic of hip-hop, whether it's through... You know, finding it through social media, finding people through social media, um, you know, people revering the work that you put together, um, that it all connects us. That's one of the takeaways from from me doing this um, is the fact that, and I've said it before countless times when I've talked to other people, built with other people, uh, whether on the record or off the record, the fact that I find myself in a place where I familiarize myself with uh, the scene again. Uh, if it wasn't, you know, back in the days, we'd run to Fatland on Tuesdays at the Marlin, and you would be able to experience hip hop happening right in front of you, um, or, or just, you know, any any time you could meet up with a couple of people outside of high school, and that was really in, you know, into it, and then eventually you get to a point where you start having kids of your own, and then you kind of pull away from it. Yeah. Um, this has brought me back, and and it's 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 a newfound respect for the scene here in South Florida. Um, and and all the options, the different options that there is, and and that's what I hope this podcast brings to people as well. I mean, me finding myself in the midst of being around SoFlo Media, um, Art Marrera, you know yourself, Mowgli, everybody else that has been involved. It's it's a, it's a it's a great thing to see that the community is still there, and and I appreciate. I'm sure. I, I mean, I can speak for South Florida Media when I say we appreciate the kind words of the fact that that was a. That was a catalyst, in a sense, to even make it tighter. You know what I'm saying, bro? Y'all, 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 y'all too humble. You know what I'm saying? You and the rest of the entities in South Florida media again brought 
the community together in mm-hmm. South Florida <clears throat> when it comes to this yeah. this hip hop shit. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinions, okay. you know that that Kendall versus Hialeah, I've never seen the the community, the hip hop community, be as tight mm. through that. And right. it's in. I just gotta give you guys respect, man, because that that was a beautiful thing to happen. Appreciate straight you, up. Shouts to H. Shouts to Orion for for being so competitive. Because if the folklore, if you follow the folklore, yeah, the reason it it became a thing was because there was a little bit of competitiveness. Y'all 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 go and listen to the podcast, and you'll find the details. But uh. But like you said, the competitiveness, that is a, a core principle of hip-hop is what brought us to where we're at now. Competitive, competitiveness removes violence and mm. all the other yep. things above. That's yeah. the reason why they do the break battles, the MC battles yeah. and all stuff like that. Yeah. Some knuckleheads want to take the shit too far, but it is what it is. Yeah. You always going to have dumb niggas to do shit. But yeah. at the end of the day, that's what hip-hop is, the competitiveness and the community to remove violence, period. There it is. Bruised Beast and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, Belief, for taking the time sitting down and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know. All streaming platforms. The YouTube is live. Uh, shouts to us first, the buff, for helping me put together this, some of this content when it comes to the Bruised Beast and Easter Street level. Catch us out there at your local brewery. Um, or eatery and, and you can kind of witness us partaking uh, in the beers and the natural elements um, Bruise Beats Ampersand Eats the podcast on YouTube if you have a hard time finding it Bruise Beats the letter and Eats IG DM me we're going to work together as a community and I'll get you to the place once you get there though you got to <laughs> subscribe you got to subscribe like notifications all that good shit um, that's it Another one in the books. Y'all be safe. Yep.